You're listening to Black Girl Blueprint. Because black girls did it first. And honestly, better. Period. Period. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Black Girl Blueprint, your fave podcast for all the Gen Z Black Girl Tea. My name's Lauren. And my name is McKean, and thank you guys for tuning into the, our very first episode of 2021. Like, what? Happy New Year! Happy New Year, for real. We, des- we, we deserve a Happy New Year, for real. <laughs> year that we have just had. Also, I can't believe we haven't, like, uploaded an episode since last year like it's been so long oh like, oh my God. <laughs> those are my favorite jokes i will make that joke every single oh year God, i haven't showered since last year i haven't eaten since last year well we have a really just like a much needed wrap-up of 2020 set up for today's conversation like we are just looking back on like what did we just go through because also, we hope that all of y'all just had a great COVID-safe little New Year's Eve celebration. Honestly, always yes. one of my favorite holidays. I really liked fireworks a lot growing up, so I really liked New Year's Eve for that, even though my parents would never, because they were always at midnight. Literally. Like, that's the one day you're supposed to have no bedtime. My dad and I were talking yesterday about, like, the first time I was allowed to stay up, like, for midnight and to watch, you know, the ball drop on TV and, like, all this stuff. And apparently, I actually do remember this, right as it dropped and, like, the TV, on the TV there's confetti everywhere and, like, you know, there's fireworks and, like, there's all the lights are going. So I went and looked outside because I was just like, well, let me see what's going on. <laughs> and I was just like, that's it? And I literally came back to my parents and I was like, where are the fireworks? Like, where is the confetti? <laughs> no, the crickets outside. Absolutely nothing going on. It's just a regular night, like just the moon. <laughs> Let me carry my hip to bed. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> Let's go back to 8 p.m. <laughs> but anyway, we are so, so excited for this episode. Like McKean said, honestly, we just need to do a little wrap up. Even in preparing for this episode, like there's a lot of things that happen like at the beginning of the year that we don't even remember. Like it's been a long one. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot that's happened. We've been through three years to be honest. Like- 2020 was mm-hmm. like a few years. That's, yes, stacked all together, honestly. And even just like outside of what happened in like world events and like what happened on Twitter, but like also just like personally in our own lives, a year of growth, mm-hmm. a year of learning. So we wanted to talk as well about just all like the lessons as well that we're gonna be taking in 2021 with us. Period. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully we learn. Hopefully we do grow. <laughs> but first things first, we have a little special read the room segment for you all today. Yep. So McKean, why don't you kick things off? Let them know what's going up. Going yes. down. Okay, so today for the read the room, before we get into it, everyone should know read the room is a segment that we open every episode with and we check in with ourselves. We check in with Black Twitter. We check in with y'all one day and we really just you know we use it to ground everything about like what is going on in our lives right now like what is happening so for today's read the room the very first one of 2021 we thought that we would read 2020 and like read the room that was 2020 because what a crazy room that was and there's a lot to talk about so we're gonna go through some of our favorite moments we're gonna talk about our favorite music moments of 2020 our favorite fashion moments 
all of them crazy world and political mm-hmm. events that we lived through. There, there was some tragedy, you know. Yeah. 2020 was not all like smiles and happiness. You know, there were some losses that hit us. Yeah, we know this, but (laughs) you know, there were some losses that were tough. There were, you know, I mean, we obviously have to talk about the social justice movements that happened, Mm -hmm. but of course, in true Black Girl Blueprint fashion, we will ground ourselves in the 2020 best of Black Twitter that really just made the year more bearable for us. So let's get into it. First, we are going to talk about music as y'all know we do in like every either it would not be a black girl blueprint episode if we did not talk about music and the black girls are it literally it in the music game. and you guys already know who we're gonna talk about we're gonna it. talk you about <laughs> chloe and hallie flo millie yep. meg yep. Um, yep. we are literally. we're nothing if not predictable honestly for real but it's like also taste what else do you want from us but taste <laughs> immaculate taste so yes what was okay Tell me your favorite music moment of 2020. Okay. Like, what was it? I feel like I would be lying if I didn't say that, like, WAP was one of the most iconic moments in music. Here. It was. In a while, it was, bro. It was a wild <laughs> moment just because, one, the music video. Actually, Cardi B and Meg together on a song. But then, like, the music video and, like, the cameos that were in it. Plus, like, whole vibe of the song. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to put it into words. The cultural reset. <laughs> it made men so angry just gave me life i was just like wow we were really really Bro, angering them today snoop dogg is still talking about it as if his first songs weren't about like the same thing which is why i was like <laughs> even i remember our first first episode do you remember we're bringing it back we're bringing it all the way back we were talking about how <laughs> the slow millie that we also have to talk about because we love slow millie also iconic we do love and slow millie but of course the whole thing that we were talking about is like yes like the standards like aren't the same for like men and women in the rap game or whatever because it's like you know men like can do whatever they want mm-hmm. and like women it's always going to be like like what's your brand like there's always these like restrictions mm-hmm. yep. was like that moment where like cardi and meg were like we don't care what y'all think like y'all have been talking literally about you know like sex in music for like ever ever like, why do women <laughs> do the same thing and i was like, literally like you only like the girls if they are dancing around you in your music videos, huh? But like, how about we dance around ourselves in our own music video? <laughs> Which is why I was like, this is iconic. It's making the men angry. The patriarchy is shaking. And it was just a bop, honestly. I still put that on, it's still on my playlist. And also it mm-hmm. feels so like empowered. It made me be like, wow, I really, like they really put this song out there for us. You know? I just know like that first time I heard Megan's verse on that song, when I heard Your Honor, I'm a freak. Your honor? I said, wow. <laughs> we in court now? <laughs> I cannot. Like, that was just when I knew. I was just like, okay, so this is it. There's so many bars, too. Just also in terms of, like, a year for Black girls in music, Meg's album that also came out. just like Good news. Gross. Literally, good news. Good news. Good news. It was the good news that we needed for this year because like oh just so so much healing it's just like healing i don't know what about it like and the thing that's funny (laughs) i'm gonna out myself real quick i don't be able to relate to like anything like on occasion maybe there will be like one line that i'm like oh okay like i've been there before but most times it's me just like okay you know your honor i'm not but i'm still with it i'm still (laughs) right but i support 
you for speaking yes. your truth. And I'm going to celebrate with that. you. <laughs> That's me whenever I listen to Rico Nasty. Oh my God, another music moment of this year, though. Like, iconic also. Like, bro, there's too many. I mean, obviously, we you already know that in this house, we stand Chloe and Hallie. Like, and honestly, I don't even know if my 2020 would have been like, that was my top album of the year. I listened to that album, like, for a solid four months, like, <laughs> like probably every day, almost. And it just has no skips. Like, the talent, the visuals, the way they did not let this pandemic stop their rollout, the way they, like, outperformed all of these people from their backyard. Let's like, talk about that. Those tennis court performances. Perf- mm, the lighting, the costumes. They gave it to us. Even, like, when they performed to do it 30 million times, mm-hmm. they still put, like, a spin on all the different renditions. Be hearing the same song. Also, also, we haven't talked about this, and I don't, I don't know if she's still canceled. This is like bringing me very much back to the first episode and me being like, don't you kind of kind of like, but I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if she is either, I to be honest. Know <laughs> I feel like she's forgetting. For like a big year for like women in music, I feel like Doja Cat, even like the end of last year, beginning of this year, like this was kind of mm-hmm. her year to like, she did, and every performance of Say So that she did this year was different. Like, she did, like, a 50-style one, I think. She did, like, a, an emo version of it. Like, she really, she ran, every time she performed that song, she was, like, it's a different genre. Period. Just, and honestly, even that video, the video for Say So still, like, gives me, like, whoever designed the set, whoever, like, made her outfits, like, all of the looks, like, oh. <laughs> we're just your fangirling we're just like oh no for real like i also don't know if she was can- that was this year too actually. Really? <laughs> i think so the drama of her getting canceled was this year remember that that was a, a crazy time also that was definitely this year that was definitely this year so wild to even think about anyway that's the whole point of this recap is there's so many that we for forgot real, after just this like, year Whoa. also one more thing <laughs> on the music had to bring this, put this on the list for you because you know you and your Beyonce you. and the Black is King Thank you. that I still have not watched, you, yes. but I, I have not seen it. I can't even lie and tell you that I've seen it. This big red and zoom button <laughs> is staring right back at me right now. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. But it's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, girl, I'll give you my cousin password. Do you want it? <laughs> the lesson, they'd be like, oh. The, the, the funniest part of it is actually it's not relevant at all but like it's her password but I logged in see a bunch of names I don't know I asked her like whose account is this actually it's like her ex-boyfriend's cousin's brother as she should queen. queen so you know I'll share with you it's community blog I appreciate that I appreciate that I love that but no bro black is king if you haven't watched it like Lauren and if you have you know where I'm coming from watch it like if i had seen that when i was a little like wow you there's nothing you can tell me i can't do like there's nothing like i am black is king black i'm is king. king king i am like what do you mean <laughs> as you should as you should yes so speaking of music we didn't get <laughs> rihanna if you're listening that's my favorite transition we have ever done <laughs> I looked at the list, I see Rihanna next, and it's under fashion. And that's why I'm hurt. <laughs> that's where the pain is coming. Literally, speaking of music we did again, oh, let's, let's praise her for what she did. Yes, yes, yes. That Savage X show, <laughs> iconic. That iconic. An iconic moment, for sure. 
the men's line yeah. of Savage X Fenty, legendary. legendary. Like Victoria's Secret was made like completely irrelevant Ooh. now. Like Ooh. literally, what secret? We don't care no more. Like tell us or be gone. Like <laughs> like nobody's really into that at all. Why are we clouds today? <laughs> <laughs> but no, Rihanna, she did what she had to. Literally. And honestly, as bitter as I am about <laughs> that album, because she promised it. Yes. Did she promise it would drop in 2020? She definitely did. I mean, we do watch her come through. Can you imagine? Watch her come through in the final hour and save the day. Like, Imagine if she drops it like at midnight or like on like a New Year's Eve. We she will do, you know. I feel like that's definitely something. It is because she's petty, <laughs> but she also would just like not do it. <laughs> At this point, I can't blame her because I keep remembering that Rihanna's literally been in this game since she was like what sixteen. Like, yeah, I've been listening to her like basically my entire life. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't blame you for being because I'm also thinking about it like. She must be tired. I'd probably be tired of music, too. But that's the thing. Like, as much as I've been listening to Rihanna forever, like, and I would, I bought every album. Like, literally, it was bumping Disturbia. Yes, bro, the CDs. Literally, the CDs. And I would upload the songs onto my little MV3 player. <laughs> but, bro, like, I still feel like her most recent drop was, like, the most Rihanna project we've been given. And that's why I was just so, yeah. yes, like, that's why I was just so hyped to see what was next because I was just, like, I felt like finally she was able to be herself and then she disappeared when the world needed her most. Like, where did you go? <laughs> but period, no, no, no. Anti, my favorite body of work of hers is definitely Auntie. That, yes. I mean, no skips. Again, that was an iconic album. I can't believe that was three years ago. That dropped... Bro, it was it not more than three years ago? Was it five years ago? Oh, it's 2016. It's 2016. Oh, four it's years ago. Four years Gotta ago. be five. January 27th. I know. <laughs> Literally, I know. Rihanna, come back, please. I don't even know, but like, please. And she's out here living her best life in Barbados with well, ASAP Rocky moment. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't get into that. That's not a 2020 rap. Anyway, anyway. She did drop Fenty Skin too, as well, though. Did that drop? Oh, yeah, Fenty Skin. Yeah, that was this year. I haven't used it. I don't know anything about the products, but still support and love. And like Fenty Beauty also dropped a whole bunch of new like lip glosses. And I think that they also drop, no, the concealer drop was last a couple of years ago, I think. But I don't know. She's just been, you know, killing it as usual. We still love and support her. But, and I'm, I'm, I know we're not entitled to an album, so I'm not going to beg. But I will be begging. But I will be begging. For album. Yeah. Because please, please. Yeah. Like, I need it. After the year that we have We had, do need it spiritually. Like, I just need that to fill my soul some Rihanna. <sighs> yeah. But anyways, it's fine. I'll take a kid too, Rihanna. I'll take a, uh, some, some, oh. kids, some baby photos. Just drop a kid. Just drop a kid. I will forgive you. <laughs> I rebuke that. Rihanna, if you listen to this, I... Rihanna is a mom. Rihanna, no. <laughs> I don't think I... Rihanna, honestly, even growing up, I looked at Beyonce and Rihanna, and I was like, Beyonce, destined to be a mom. I see that for her. Rihanna, she just always gave me, like, cool aunt vibe. But she always talks about wanting to have kids. So that's why I'm just like, if that's what you want, I want that for you, too. And her with her little niece or her little goddaughter, forget her name, Majesty. Okay, but back to the topic at hand. (laughs) Excuse us for our, like, five-minute Rihanna, like, gush session. (laughs) But I think another fashion trend that was really uh, just a, there were a lot of moments of black girls like yeah. bringing fashion trends to the top. And I think it was interesting this year because like I feel like in past years, street style and, you know, like mm-hmm. 
even, you know, things just like celebrity paparazzi photos had a really strong influence on like dictating the fashion trends of the year. But because people were in their houses, lots of the fashion trends were just like self-timer photo shoots or like mm-hmm. small little pictures people would take with their friends. And I think the cottage core aesthetic it was by far like the one where just black girls like killed just showed up just showed up like yes and the thing that i love most about that one is because there are certain fashion styles that have been for so long just associated with white women or that like black women have not been given like the chance to step into like i'm even thinking yes you're like the dark academia style that's kind of yes yes no i know what you mean there's like those types of styles like that and cottagecore that have always been like very like white dominated and mm-hmm. black girls just came through and we're just literally like, and we're like nah this is ours now how it's done black girls and cottage literally well that's how this i feel the same way about this mullet movement that's like underway at the moment like i really do believe that like this is just another one that like black girls are ticking the box and and being like oh I know you associated mullets with like Billy Ray Cyrus formally, but now you're associating it with Rihanna Emmy. Like, <laughs> and I love, I love that Black women have the power to do that. Like, we will take mm-hmm. things that we were like so excluded from, and we're gonna be like, actually, let's make this our own. Like, Look at how it should have been thing. done. <laughs> we'll show you the real way, and I love that for us. Iconic. I'm going to once I get some money, once I get some little cheddar in my mouth. <laughs> my you know little college court outfit y'all see me on a little picnic in central literally Park. we cannot wait like so as soon as the sun is back in the sky even if i just got a thrift a little dress like i'm ready some little do you remember when that strawberry dress was a big thing the one- yes was that this year too that was also this year i think that was this year, this year. it's been <laughs> a year okay wow i forgot about that one yeah mm. but i okay final fashion moment of 2020 the like biggest literally just the most iconic thing i think in a while is the telfar bags period the did they, come, bags. they come out in 2020 or did they just get no i don't even know what did it this has been an existent brand for i think a long a pretty long time like he's been a designer for a long time to my knowledge okay. but something about 2020 put his bags on the map and literally i just remember like even when i first learned about it i went to look online bro everything was out of stock you know like they would do restocks and they would sell out in 30 seconds like people were flipping the telfar bags for thousands of dollars like on like ebay and stuff but still they weren't popping off like the resales weren't popping off in the same way because there was still this movement of like no buy it from the black designer directly so it was just like a really beautiful thing i feel like that happened i don't even know how or why but and then, and then they came out with that really iconic, like, because people were really wanting tougher and they couldn't secure them, they came out with their bag security program. And it was the, first of all, the blackest thing, like, secure your bag, secure your Telfar bag. And they let people reserve them. That's what I did. And mine just came in over there, but I was so proud. <laughs> but yeah, like, it was just a genius, uh, just a all around, like, iconic thing. And like, now, and I think, you know, we've talked about this in past episodes, but I also think it's so interesting that, like, you know, it, this is a bag that was, the luxury of it was not defined by it being exclusive. And, yeah. like, when it became hard to get, they made it easier for people to get. And they, like, still reminded people that, like, I think their slogan is, like, for everybody, like, not for you, for everybody. I love that. I just think that's, like, 
Wow, I'm gonna support. Good. I mean, it's just warm. <laughs> For I real, love we love to see black people sharing and living. It's been definitely a year for black people in fashion, and just like stepping into like you know like you, black brands in luxury as well. Like I love everything about that. I mm-hmm. love. I'm here for it. Period. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Like stepping away from our little gushing session mm-hmm. we were just having. Let's talk about some of the world events, shall we? Shall we? Mm. We'll start with some of the, the earliest one that we feel like a lot of people didn't remember because we were doing the research for this and we were like, did this happen? Yeah. Like, I remember when like, Australia was on fire and there was just like bushfires and like the entire. I like vaguely remember this. That's terrible. That was a moment, even just in terms of like climate change. I feel like there was something else. I think you mentioned there was. Yeah, there. Up until recently, I mean, maybe they're still going. Oh, yeah, well, that too. But up until recently, like, yeah, well, the Hornets, but the, yeah, the California fires, like, I just remember my friend from in, in Seattle sending me a picture and, like, the skies were smoky there. Like, that was just crazy. Like, people wild. were getting evacuated. Like, animals were dying. It was just a wild mm-hmm. thing. Right. And, like, I feel like we're kind of impartial to it because wildfires are a word that, like, get used a lot. And I don't think we always know, like, particularly us as people who don't necessarily live in places where they're happening, we don't always know the full extent to which, but, like, the wildfires this year were the worst ever. Like, ever. ever. <laughs> yeah, like, and that feels like a smaller deal in the grand scheme of all the crazy shit that happened in 2020, but, like, uh-uh. That's something. That's something. And even thinking about, like, when the Australia fires were going on, just, like, animals were dying. Like, I think, I don't know, I don't yeah. remember died but like people's houses were getting burned down and i feel like these things we like take for granted because just like okay trees are on fire cool. but like that's mm-hmm. people's livelihoods, people's homes their ecosystems that live there just a wild year for climate change also even thinking about like this is not necessarily an event but even thinking about like the weather that we've been having in new york like how was it sunny up until like literally december the sun was shining and it was out and i'm like it was no that the craziest thing is Okay, so last week, or maybe two weeks now, but like the week before Christmas, we got a, a foot plus of snow. We got like oh, 16 storm. plus yes. inches. And then on Christmas Day, it was 61 degrees. And like all of the snow was melted. Like it was, I don't know, man. Like scary. <laughs> it is scary. And like it'll feel good because it'll be like, oh, yay, it's warm and sunny finally. But it's also just like, no, I know this is, this not, is not how it's right. I don't even remember what a normal winter was like, though. Like, because for, for the past few years, it's been, like, that crazy, just up and out of nowhere. Like, it'll be, like, super hot the whole winter, and then, like, it'll snow in, like, April. So, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. It's wild. Even thinking about that, I know in New York, they put up the, the climate clock that I despise. Mm. But the one they put up in Union Square, I actually got to see it in person. I went to a comedy really? club in, in Union Square. And it was just up there saying we have seven years left until like everything it's irreversible, irreversible right and i'm like okay cool but like the money that went into that could have went into literally like you're reminding the wrong I'm people, reminding like... the wrong people. <laughs> i want you to go put that on the like front door of these oil companies because they're seeing that they don't care put it on wall street like put, put it on Wall. like Anywho, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't get me riled up. We'll have a different episode about climate mm-hmm. change. But I think so, yes. the biggest event that happened this year is the pandemic. We are 
living in a panoramic and mm-hmm. I don't even know how to like start a conversation about this one. I'm just, I'm thinking back to like March when we first yep. got kicked off campus. Nobody could have imagined that this is what Bro, I don't be like now. I was just talking to my friends about this. I don't know if you remember that, that day. Like I remember the moment that we got the email saying that, like saying anything about COVID because it was interesting because the school acknowledged it before, like, the federal government did, which was also weird. But like we were hearing about it break out in Seattle and then we heard about it like breaking out in Westchester, but it was still like a level of distance that it was just like, okay, what's happening over there? And then out of nowhere, I remember I was cramming for midterms. We were in the library and like, cause I had the little key to one of the offices in there because of my school job. And so we, me and my friends were in the library. Like it was like the midnight before the Monday of midterms yeah. before spring break, we were cramming we get an email. It was like 1130 while we were studying. And it was just like, oh, nope. Spring break is starting next week. Like no midterms. Like we'll have you guys come back the following week. I have a video on my phone from that day that I sent to my mom. Literally, we were dancing. We started to do all these dance, like just dance videos on YouTube. Like we were just so happy because we were just like, spring break is longer. Like, yay. (laughs) The next day on campus. I don't know if you remember this too. Like the next day, everybody was outside. Like there was no messaging about social distancing or or anything like that. Like everyone was outside living their best lives. It was the like happiest day I've literally seen on that campus ever. Like it was, it was little did we know. Everyone was like so, so excited because we all thought that we'd be back very, very soon. Like we thought, okay, like at that point, I don't even think I'd even thought about going home yet or they hadn't off campus. It just was like, okay, like everyone just stay in their dorms. And then I didn't realize it was serious until people were like, no, y'all are, Columbia was like, y'all are gone. Literally. Yeah. When they were just like, no, because I was planning on going home for like a couple days for spring break and then just coming back. Like, Mm -hmm. like I normally do. And then while, like, as I was prepping to go home for the couple of days that I thought, that's when they sent the email and we're like, actually, you know, the whole semester is like canceled on Zoom. Like it was just like, whoa. It was it was amazing. that was crazy. Even just I I just can't even like think about what it was like to be back in that mindset of like COVID was is not a big deal. Like it's going to be over. Like even mm-hmm. when we started doing online classes in like April or May, I think I was still under the impression that kind of like okay like this is just temporary end of this semester but like also be able to like have a big card for my birthday which was in july or like Mm -hmm. i'll be like back on campus in august and it'll be completely normal and here we are literally this is going live january 1st 2020 we are still in a pandemic we are still even thinking about like the first time that i went like not like out out but i was walking around campus when I got back like in New York and seeing everybody mm-hmm. with their masks on and it was giving me very big, like, I don't know if you ever read those like dystopian <laughs> novels where it's like, yes. you know, a different like type of future, but I'm like, is this mm-hmm. life is going to be. This is like life, that? bro. Now, like, it's not even like, and I think we all kind of hung on. And I mean, I think to a degree, I might even still be like, hang on to this temporary, you know, the idea that like we will get, and we will one day, but like, the idea that like oh this is just a momentary thing you know like we will be back to normal like Mm -hmm. and at first it was like maybe you know by next semester and then it's and then when next semester hit and it wasn't normal and it was still zoom then I'm like okay well maybe by the spring semester and then like no so I just it's one sort of like letting go of the predictions Mm because clearly those don't mean anything at all 
but also just like we really are learning how to live with this which is so strange I don't know yeah I don't know either and I always think about like what it will be like in like history books I guess for like future generations to be like they lived through a pandemic like that Mm -hmm. was like how we talk about like the Spanish influenza and it just seemed literally what if it's like the bubonic plague it's just like you know what I mean like a pandemic that caused like the worst economy ever Ever. as we're graduating (laughs) but even like in terms of that I think we all hold on to this hope that like okay, like the pandemic will end and we'll be able to get back to normal. But I'm also mm-hmm. thinking about how much this has changed in terms of like, maybe there is no going back to the normal that we knew. Because even I now, think I'm so. about like those packed like clubs that I used to be in or those like no. concerts that I used to see. I'm like, after this pandemic, mm-hmm. with, like wearing masks and like social distancing, like even now, if somebody stands too close behind me, I'm like, hey, wow. There's definitely a level of trauma, bro. Like, even if those places reopen, like, there will take, I think for anyone that's being semi-cautious and, like, knows why we're taking the precautions that we're taking, like, I definitely see a bunch of people that I know, like, being fully, like, the first day the clubs reopen, ready to go. Yeah. You know, but I think for the, those of us who are just, like, alarmed by this yes. and, like, are fully, like, kind of shook by the risk that you take in the smallest of behaviors like Mm -hmm. there will be a level of trauma there like in terms of like even when things are made available again or like quote-unquote back to normal like we're not just gonna move like we're not just gonna forget the whole year that we had to like remember bringing a mask to leave any and go anywhere like we're not just gonna forget the whole year of like wiping things down and like using hand sanitizer so frequently and like you know, maybe that's a good thing. There's an element of it that's like maybe things will be more sanitary. Maybe generally. Have been like this from the get-go right. type of idea. Right. But and like even now I also understand like I don't know if you ever saw like the mostly just foreign students from what I noticed that would wear masks way before COVID. Yeah. Like in the in the cold season, like in in the winter, like on campus in passing, literally everywhere they would wear masks. And I was always just like, what? I didn't really know what, the, I didn't know what they were for. <laughs> Frankly, I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I thought it was a smog thing. I don't even, <laughs> but like, someone was like, maybe we should be wearing masks. Like, yeah. in cold season, like, the way that we treat just the plain cold is like, yeah. kind of alarming. So yeah, I don't know. This is definitely mm-hmm. highlighted some crazy things. It'll be really interesting to see the lasting impact effects socially. Like, so, yeah. things are, yeah. And, and also, I mean, I hate to dwell on this, like, woe is me, because yeah. ultimately we have a lot of privilege in this. Like, we are fortunate to, you know, you were able to be on campus. Like, we have homes to go back to if we need to. Like, we're able to protect our houses in a certain way that I know a lot of people aren't. Mm-hmm. And that's a blessing. Like, not even putting that lightly at all. But, bro, part of me is like... <laughs> no, part of me is I was supposed to be in Spelman this fall. I was, we're, like, we were supposed to study abroad, like... Yeah. It's, it's hard not to get like wrapped up. I mean, we talked about this like last episode and the like Zoom you and all the things that we missed out on because of the pandemic. Yeah. But, like it's it's hard not to get like wrapped up in the idea that like this sucks, but like it does. It does. It's terrible. It does. We had certain expectations for like what 2020 was going to be and look like and for it not to be able to look like that is still disappointing. But I think the thing that I'm most interested to see in 2021 is like how this vaccine plays a mm-hmm. role in how things change because i 
actually, I don't know every, I'm not good at science. I actually don't know the details of the vaccine, <laughs> but I heard or read something that was like the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. It just stops you from, I think, having symptoms of COVID. Or well, that's what I'm unclear about too. Like, and the messaging has not made it any clear. Like I watch oh. the news very regularly. Like they're talking about the vaccine often, but they're more so talking about like what people's responses to it, but not actually like why you're getting it. Like, like you said, is it stopping you from like, if you contract it getting sick, mm. is it stopping you from contracting it? Is it stopping you from spreading it? Like, I don't know. The messaging is so unclear, but I think Colombia is going to give us the vaccine. I would, oh, really? I'm, I'm not good at reading my emails, but it was <laughs> along the lines of like, it's not mandatory, but it's strongly encouraged type mm. of messaging around the vaccine. But it's also just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah, man. I just hope it gets clearer to know what's, what's going on. I was also really like intrigued to realize that this is like the quickest that they've ever turned around a vaccine. Like I think- Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm just like, like, I don't know. I have a lot of distrust. I'm going to wait and see what happens because I think it is a, I hope it is a good thing. Mm. We shall see what the long-term, like, as thing, as, you know, as people live with this vaccine for a while, because it's still so brand new, like, we'll see what happens. But I don't know, man. Like, I'm not in no rush to get it. I will say that. I'm not completely against it. I'm not. And I could probably be swayed, but I'm going to have to sit back and watch first. See what happens. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Ooh, child. But, but wait, anyway. while, while we're on that, okay. yes. while we are on that, though, before we get into the Twitter memes, I do love those memes that are just like, if you do X, Y, and Z, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. Yes. <laughs> those are hilarious to me. They are hilarious because that... Because it's true. Like, y'all, the same people that were looking random tubs of ice cream in the oh, grocery I'm store worried right. about this vaccine. I'm like... like Y'all who don't even wash your hands are worried about what's in this vaccine. But also not even just people who are like worried about getting sick. People who are like, the government's going to put a chip in me. And I'm like, your social security number's in your notes app. Like you. Every time you open your phone, like. You... <laughs> not the I'm social like, security number. Please. <laughs> they know you, boo. <laughs> about you. Are you, you got the devices for them to check you already. Like. Anyway, that's hilarious. But. <laughs> Those are funny. Taking a more like serious tone on like yeah. the, the really really sad stuff that's happened this year was mm. the tragic deaths that occurred. I know we've like this has been a year of loss. Like yeah, both in people's personal lives, like yeah, in the in the you know point of COVID, like the loss of family and like the ability, the effect that COVID has had on mourning too is is so interesting. Like. Mm. You can't necessarily gather for a funeral or you know not to be super sad but like it's just has really transformed everything and like oh. the, the one thing that would sort of maybe make death more bearable for folks is like not accessible anymore so it's been interesting that the internet has kind of become like both the place of like humor still and it's persisted in that way but it's also become a place of just like collective like morning morning bro yeah but even in terms of like not just not being able to gather for a funeral but I know, like, I read a lot of stories about people who's like, couldn't even go and, like, sit with their loved ones. The hospital, yeah. They couldn't get, to, so their loved ones had to die alone. And, like. Mm. It sucks, man. This is, yeah. It's been, it's been a tough, tough year. And I think, like, aside from, like, the personal mourning and grief, definitely, like, a lot of big people that, like, we 
all I looked up to was like celebrities or people that we like really, really loved just we lost this year, like Kobe and Gigi. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that happened this year. But then- um, yeah, that was just like actually heartbreaking. I remember when that news hit, I was like, there's no way, like, this is a lie. Like TMZ had published, I was like, no, this is a lie. Like, this is a lie. Like, that was a day, man. That was, we should have known that that moment, like, this year is terrible. Like, <laughs> unbelievable to me like I read that headline and I was like this can't be real this has to be yeah something fake or whatever and I kept it's refreshing fake. like yo I just and I don't bro wow and like the way like actually I remember there was a beautiful like way though that the internet mourned Kobe that I think was really nice and like everyone's yeah. talking about even just the, the impact of Kobe can be seen in the sole fact that people like shout Kobe when they shoot trash yeah. and do a trash and like uh, that was really terrible. That, yeah. was, that was heartbreaking. The Chadwick Boseman one also, mm. that, one, that one wrecked me. That's like the way that he just didn't tell us. Not that he owed that to us and like we didn't know him, but it was just like, wait. It was like, we didn't know. I can't use this. Like, I can't do this again. Like, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a rough one. Naya Rivera. Naya Rivera. That, that one was July, so that was just even like in the way that she died too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the Kobe death and the Nia death were like, I guess a little bit more similar in that way, which is like- was- Acts, Yeah, like just freak, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It like didn't have to happen. Like Both of them for like their children. I mean, obviously Gigi died with Kobe, but for her son to just be on that, was it a boat by yeah. himself? Thinking about that, yeah. It's my heart. Uh, and then they would, like, I was just praying they would find her. Like, uh, there was a lot of that, like, anticipation of just, like, no, no, like, this is not, yeah, this is a lie. Like, this is one of those weird things the internet gets wrong. Yeah, that was a rough one. And there's also been, you know, we can't, we'd have to talk about that this year. A lot of loss of Black life, bro. And that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily 2020 specific. This is something that I think, like, for generations, we've unfortunately become accustomed to but like something about you know we don't even have to say this you guys already know but like the brianna taylor's death and george floyd's death and ahmaud arbery's death like something about the timing and you know it happening in this year when all we can do is watch and like all we have is time for action like it was just a very interesting it was a different reaction yeah so in terms of i think during my lifetime, I feel like this was the biggest display of like collective anger and desire Literally. for change. The thing that's interesting is like, I would talk to my grandma about it, my dad and like my parents, like it wasn't even just our lifetimes. And I mean, we can't say, cause like we also see the civil rights movement and everything. Yeah. But like this was, un- I hate the word, you know, everyone uses the word this year, but like unprecedented, like this, like, no, this was, something was different. I don't know what that means for the future. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, I, th- I think we, we have to talk about, you know, in the midst of those protests and we saw like a very, I think in some ways beautiful, in some ways tragic, like uniting of all types of people were in those streets for yeah. hundreds of days, like for hundreds of, of days, every day, like in the middle of a pandemic, like something about it was just like, well, like, this is, like, you cannot ignore this. Like, this cannot be ignored. Like, and it also was, it, I mean, ultimately, all of it was the government's fault. Like, we can say, I mean, we won't spend too long on that. But, like, 
ultimately the reason people can protest for 100 days is because you guys made them lose their jobs essentially because you didn't respond to this pandemic well and like now you have to deal with this and it was just a lot of like Mm-hmm. A lot of pain, bro. A lot of people just of really, like no, it was the manifestation of, of a lot of pain. And I'm I don't know. I'm hoping that there will be some sort of long term so effect too. of it. It's hard to say. I don't know. It is hard to say. It's hard to tell, like because I think a part of that was, you know, like the collective solidarity, people genuinely like learning and more and like opening up their eyes. But also with that, and I think we talked to Lauren Brown about this in like mm-hmm. the episode, but like people took advantage of that as well to be performative and to be like, okay, yeah. let's get some more diversity boxes now. And it's like, okay, fine, like you're giving black people more like opportunities, but like as soon as things like quote unquote die down and like media attention died down, mm-hmm. that was it. That energy All the black gone. squares, like that's what I'm saying. As soon as like the media was or as soon as it wasn't trendy anymore to care about black people that was it like all of that energy was gone and you can mm-hmm. always the thing that is so interesting to look at is like going on brands pages and like looking at like what their instagram looked like and what type of girls they were reposting before and like may, yep and then like you just see may it's just like a bunch of black girls and then you look at like now in october it's just like back to white women and it's like we can what did tell you do that for right like <laughs> if you're not gonna make any long-term change and I think that's the sad part about it, but I don't know. I just, I try to be as optimistic as possible because yeah, I mean, if you don't have it, you're just going to be. Yeah, no, I feel you. I will say like in a, a little bit more of an optimistic tone, like even though those were short term things and I think a lot of the majority of brands and, and people and individual levels have shown that they were committed only momentarily while it like appeased their, yeah. the people they were trying to sell to. But there are some beautiful like things that I think grew out of this movement. Like a couple come to mind. I'm thinking of the 15% pledge, which is still running strong. And like, I think, you know, some major retailers have agreed to stock their stores with 15% black owned businesses Mm -hmm. that might've formerly not even had 1% black owned businesses on their shelves. So I think that's a really beautiful initiative. Like I'm thinking also of, um, shoot, I'm forgetting her name, but there's this, um, platform she created in this year after everything that was happening and it was the black women photographers I think it's just called black women photographers but she mm-hmm. like made this whole network where all of these black women photographers are getting booked for some high level gigs because she streamlined their contacts and their works and their portfolios and allowed them to learn amongst each other so I think there were some moments in which we showed up for ourselves and That's even cool. though there did the disappointment was from like we hoped we would convince the people in positions of different levels of power to like join us in it. And, you know, sometimes that worked, sometimes it didn't. I think there's a beautiful way in which we showed up for ourselves in a way that was like, which we've always done, but like in a way that still was just like, yeah, that will be what, what lasts, I think. And so I think on an optimistic note, I think that's the cool thing. And like to that black woman photographers thing, first of all, go follow it. Like she's so dope and she's forced podcasts too. So thanks girl. But, um, she like is getting people jobs like people are like literally for like vogue i think british vogue might have chosen someone from her network or something crazy like that's you know that's what i like to see like it was a small and very niche like you know group of people like the black photographer black women photographers but like stuff like that love it so i think that was a plus (laughs) should we now talk about the election 
just real quick, just real quick, since we we did an episode on it, so we don't have to, you know, we talked about it, but y'all. That election. The, still, the to, to date, maybe by the time this episode drops, Donald oh. Trump does not know that he lost. Or he knows, but he has not publicly he accepted. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm going to just keep tweeting every day, like, how dare y'all. <laughs> how dare y'all do this? The election was rigged. Boom. Literally, oh yeah. But we really went from, like, I think at the beginning of the year, this election was slow. Like, we didn't know the nominees until very close to the election, I feel like. And in terms of politics, didn't the year start off with Trump, like, his impeachment trial? Now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I think, yeah, that was this year. Dang. Crazy. Like, we've been through some we've been through stuff. A lot. We've been through it a doesn't lot. hit us the same, because I feel like every year of our lives, we've just seen this crazy stuff go down like we just kind of came into it thinking like oh so this must be the norm like every yeah. year now it's, nope. it's crazy. but now nah, we like i don't know like that you know we don't need to believe it no, we no, know no, how no. crazy this all was yeah well, but shout out first black woman vp mm-hmm. kamala harris yep count production but we won't get into that <laughs> what'd you just say what'd you say second if you count who Jackson. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, we count True Jackson. <laughs> Even though Kiki pissed us off a little bit this year. Yeah, it's okay. We still let you know, girl. Just be quiet. <laughs> but anyway, moving into a lighter note. A lighter yeah. note. Let's talk about Black Twitter and the memes and the rise of TikTok that we saw this year. Mm-hmm. We mean, all had time this year. We had time. We was inside. We had content, time. We content creating. <laughs> all content creators this year. But I don't know if y'all remember World War Three at the very, very beginning. I don't even remember what the, like, politics was. I think of something there was... The U.S. pissed off Iran with some, and there were yeah, some. Yeah, they killed like, somebody in Iran. They killed one of the top officials in Iran, and we were all like, oh no, they're gonna send a missile. We all gotta go to war now. And Black Twitter, the <laughs> world was screaming for elite. Like, between, I know the Negro Solstice just passed where we all got superpowers, but between iconic. those two days this year, iconic, legendary. Yeah. No, those were some oh, great days. I'm oh. thinking also of like, bro, the day after. Jada Pinkett Smith, or no, the day after August Alcina's video dropped first was the first immediate reaction when he t- even introduced the fact that like they were a thing, and he was hurt, real hurt. <laughs> it hurt. And then Jada made it like ten times funnier when she popped out with that word entanglement, and then Will was all like, "So you were in a relationship?" And she's like, "You know, we had a little entanglement." <laughs> That was so funny. Was so the way funny. that the word entanglement from now on will never, like, and whatever was- meaning it used to hold, <laughs> gone. Like, this is what it means now. <laughs> that was that was a moment. That was a moment. And also, I love the thing of, like, memes as well. The This You mm. was the big one. This People year. had themselves handed to themselves, like. That was one of my favorite ones, honestly. Just be exposed it's just like did you and they it? still hit different because it's just like i don't even need to say anything like you said it for me like here this you? <laughs> or like even the more recent memes I, the i never seen two pretty best friends <laughs> also the like very very recent ones with like i don't know they, they 
like resurface a memory in me that I forgot that I had. But something about the way that like the people are drawn reminds me. Oh, of, the like, black like, girls, the black girls. Yes. The, the black, black well, they're not just black girls. <laughs> there are non-black yeah. ones. I don't well, know what to call that meme, though. Like, Yeah, I don't know what that one is. But, like, the other one before that where it was, like, they don't know I'm X, Y, and Z. Oh. drawn reminds me of, like, 2012, like, mm-hmm. memes. memes. Very, yeah. Like, Did you ever have that, like, iFunny app? That's what sometimes would be on there. I don't know if you ever had a phase with that, but all the people in my class had this one app called iFunny, and it was literally just memes like <laughs> i know the guys in class have some type of like reddit type app style it was something similar to that maybe, mm, maybe. you know we all had we we, we saw the same thing yes those were funny also yeah it was it was a good year it was a good year it was like memes i'm sure we didn't even hit all of them like okay, but we did we didn't emphasize it enough like tiktok redefine a lot about social media this year like and also even the dropping of clubhouse that's a newer one but and it hasn't made the same ripple yet but like i think there's something to be said people exposing themselves on clubhouse and things like that so it's just been a year of like Mm -hmm. girl i'm gonna put you i think you might like it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah tiktok like don't don't even remember hearing about it in previous years like did it exist I think it was Musical.ly before, and then Musical.ly became TikTok. Oh. And that's how it happened. Okay. That makes sense. They really just picked up where Vine left off, though. Like, they said, yeah. so y'all are done. I okay. love Vine. <laughs> Me too. Like, Vine. It doesn't hit the same. No, you're not on TikTok. I'm not going to. Sorry, I know. I know. You're be on there. Sorry. And you only see the ones that, like, are on your Twitter, which are, like, funny. Those are, like, some funny ones. Oh, I hear you. There's something that's different about, like, the For You page, where it's, like, TikTok, think about, like, when you have those, like, targeted ads, but, like, times 10. So it's just, like, you keep scrolling and all right. of them. and they're all just for you. Your sense of humor. Well, that's why I haven't downloaded the app, though, because I have one page. Everyone talks about how addicting it is. And I'm, I will download it for hours. I can stay on TikTok forever. <laughs> well, the day that I see a TikTok that really cracks me up, like really cracks me up in the way that like I I don't laugh the same as I laugh at the vines that I've seen 30 times like the day that I see one that really hits me like that maybe I'll consider downloading it (laughs) fair enough all right okay so we thought we would close the episode yesterday we tweeted out to you guys what lessons you've learned of 2020 and like we've talked about these in a few in our episodes and just like with ourselves but it's been a year of realizing things and like learning about ourselves. <laughs> so we thought we would first go through some of y'all's tweets and like there were definitely some very clear yeah. themes of the lessons that we all learned this year. And I think it was just like a nice thing to outline because honestly for me when I was reading them, like even if you can't relate or you didn't think that was your lesson of 2020, like there are elements of all of these that we've certainly learned. Exactly. Yes. For all of us. Literally. So the first concept or the first sort of theme is just setting boundaries and like establishing you know putting Mm -hmm. up things that you're comfortable with and making those clear like communicating those and i think one tweet that was my favorite for that one was diamante's tweet at sailor d96 and she just said it so well i'm gonna read it to y'all y'all are gonna be like "Mm." she said you could still have a big heart and set boundaries never settle for the bare minimum if someone tells you you changed it's because you changed for the better and they haven't you elevated and they stayed stagnant. 
Ah, bars. <laughs> yes. Mm. Go ahead, Diamante. <laughs> that's really true it is honestly you know the part where she's like you can still have a big heart and do that like because i think when it comes time to setting boundaries bro like at least in my experience this year like that's definitely been something i've had to learn how to do and i'm still learning how to do but like you can start to feel bad when you think about it for too long and you're just like oh am i being mean like am i being closed off like am i being rude to that person but like no you could still have both. You could still have a big heart and set boundaries. Thank you, Diamante, for the word because that's true. Thank you for that. We all <laughs> needed to hear that. Yes. Also, just on that same vein, another big theme that we saw in these tweets was like putting yourself mm-hmm. first and loving yourself. And I think one my favorite tweet was from how do you pronounce her name? Erdisha, my girl. Hey, Erdisha, if you're listening. Love that. This honestly, I think was my favorite response. Her tweet said, I can give myself a break. I can love myself, like really, really love myself. I can be in love with myself and make love to myself. And I should, I won't be bad or wrong. If I love myself, I won't love myself into being something I hate. I can love myself and trust myself. Yes. Like just the way she worded that was so poetic. It really was a poem. She did. She did. That spoken word. Mm -hmm. Everybody go follow Erdesha for your abolitionist content. (laughs) But, like, really, some of those things she said, like, seem like they should be, like, no-brainers. Like, of course you should love yourself. But, like, sometimes you need to, like, reiterate that mm-hmm. and really, like, let that sink in and think about, like, what loving yourself entails and what that looks mm-hmm. like. Because, of course, you're be like, yeah, self-love, self-love. But then, like, you're not putting up boundaries. You're letting people walk all over you. You're not putting yourself first. Yeah. Like, you really just need to, like, let that sink in and be like, I love me. Mm-hmm. And, like... Also, positive affirmations Literally. is a big part of that as well. It's like looking yourself in the mirror and being like, and sometimes I love looking up, looking at the ways that we show up for other people in their lives. Like, how do you love on the people that you love in your life that aren't you? And then, how do you love on yourself? And like, are those different in a good way, or, or could you maybe take some of those tips on the ways that you love other people to loving yourself? Like, for me, I don't know. I'm trying to think like. For the people I love, like, I'll give. I will make things that I think remind me of them. Like, so maybe your self-love is as small as, like, making yourself a love playlist. Like, maybe it's, like, whatever you do to signal love for other people, like, try to do it to yourself. I feel like that's a lesson we could all learn in 2020, 2021. We we learning. We realizing things again. Thank you, Miss Kylie Jen. <laughs> all right. Moving swiftly along. <laughs> Okay, the third theme we saw was really just a a concept about like outgrowing, outgrowing people, outgrowing places. This is one that I felt like, especially for those of us who might have found themselves in in COVID in a place where they'd maybe not, maybe wouldn't have like voluntarily been in the past, but like had to be there now. You might feel like there's a lot of, it's a weird tension when you feel like you're outgrowing a space and I I think it's important to note like that doesn't mean you're better than outgrowing doesn't mean like elevating above Mm -hmm. it just means like it's not a fit anymore like when a pot when a plant outgrows a little pot it needs to get repotted like so it can thrive like and so I think one tweet that really 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 sort of illuminated this was from someone who's they don't got their real name on their account so we're gonna call them by their their little fake name which is conscious proletariat (laughs) at hamtastic and they said 
you get too big for people. Your light is too bright for some to handle, and that is okay. And I think, you know, there is an element of this that is true. Like, yeah, there are times sometimes when outgrowing does mean like there's, like we've talked about in the friendship episode, that maybe there's jealousy involved. Maybe there's like, you know, people don't want to see you win. People don't want to see you win. And like, that is an element of outgrowing. But sometimes it's simpler than that. Like, sometimes it's just like, you might feel frustrated and you might not know why. And like, it just might be because this ain't the space for you anymore. Like, or not in this way. And like, you got to come up for some for yourself. So that's a lesson. That's a word. Thank that's you. A that is a Thank word. you, conscious proletariat. <laughs> we love you. At hamtastic. We appreciate the knowledge. <laughs> and the last one, which I think is one of the ones that I felt the most too. Like, mm. she, she, she dropped hey, a word. Hey. But I think especially thinking about just how this has been a year, like on the theme of 2020 and like with the pandemic and how things have been changing and it seems like everything pops up left, right and center. A big theme as well that we saw was about like flexibility and having to learn how to adjust and being able Mm -hmm. to pivot and live in the moment. And I think the way Carolyn worded this was so great and that she said, having a plan is great, but flexibility is necessary. Sometimes if the plan doesn't work, you just got to throw it out and pivot. And that's, that's a word. That is honestly a word. I think it's something that we all need to like yeah. hear and like move into like the new year with, because it's like, mm-hmm. that's how 2021 is going to be. You really like, I, I know there's like that saying that's like, if you ever want to hear God laugh, whether or not you believe in God, but like as someone who does, if you ever want to hear God laugh, like tell him your plans. Yeah. So I feel like there is something very like, we can plan all we want. We can, and, and you know, there's value in making the vision boards. There is value in making plans, but the way to make those plans work for you, if that is the goal of making them at all, is to know when it's time to throw them out, when it's time to adjust them, when it's time, like, when you realize, like, okay, well, this this plan ain't gonna happen this way, because, and it might not be because of anything you did. It might just be the world. It might be 2020 that hits you. Like, and that's okay, too. Like, just because things look different than what you thought, doesn't mean that they're wrong or bad or that you lost anything you can still go where you want to go you just you might go somewhere better by adjusting them so that's a period and i yes. think a little concluding thoughts to kind of wrap up this section i think it's also important to like talk a little bit about like what we think we learn and also just celebrate ourselves a yeah. little bit. and like it's a tough year but also like we kind of did the like we started this podcast. Yes. yes. That, it would have never happened, I feel like, also, for some reason, whatever reason, if it wasn't for 2020's weird things. Like the way the pandemic was set up, the way everything. I think this, the biggest lesson I learned this year is that everything happens, like, for a reason. Or everything mm-hmm. works out the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. And I think that just, if it wasn't for the pandemic and everything that was happening, like, neither like neither one of us would like started the podcast you launching eco gal also is the reason that we even talked like you launched that this year and now with 50k or something what are you where are you at now where are you at now i haven't posted in a long time but we are but you also launched the fun as well and if you hadn't done the four women fun i wouldn't have reached out to you to be literally wow look at the stars all aligned but no i feel like i it's been a rough year and mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing i've learned this year is that i this has been a big year big change for me i think in terms of just like the pandemic but also like i made a lot of new friends this year i've started a lot of new opportunities have a new job and like i think those type of changes 
aren't always easy. Yeah. But I feel like they feel worthwhile and I feel like kind of proud not to get like a little emotional, but I think this is the most like myself that I have felt in a very long time. Period. And I feel like college, you kind of sometimes you like lose yourself a little bit. Maybe mm, you get about all it. wrapped up in everything, but like I'm proud to say that I lost myself for maybe like two years and then like found myself. She found her. Yes. Happy. And (laughs) I got the piercings that I was always too scared to get that I really, really wanted. Um, Yeah. Like I feel Uh, more confident now. Oh, that's good. That's a great thing. I think what's interesting is like, I'm always someone who's had like a certain level of clarity about myself and like, I think that this year, actually, I think there were a couple moments where I just, like, because of, like, the internship I was doing or because of, like, the work I was doing with other people, I got a little bit cloudy and like, mm-hmm. what, where that was and, like, how it's going to fit in all of this year and, like, all the stuff I was trying to do. So I think it was, like, a a whole, like, circle kind of, of from the start of the year to now where I was just, like, you know, there were challenges and I think there are challenges that allowed me to learn even more about myself than I knew before, but it required, like, in that learning process, like losing it a little bit and, you know, like straying from it a little bit or like, you know, being pushed in a way that didn't feel comfortable and or, or, or something like I thought I would have wanted, but through those like uncomfortable like moments, whether it's like navigating friendships or like navigating a new job or like learning to negotiate in XYZ or like setting whatever up, like through all of those moments where I just found myself being like, oh, I hate being an adult. Like this sucks. Like I don't want to do this or like, I don't, Feel like I should have to do this type of stuff like those were definitely and still still going on right now like those were definitely the moments where I was like oh well at least now I know this about myself like at least now I know like for me like my style of working with people needs this or like here's the ways that I want to feel supported and like here's the ways that I can support myself when I don't feel like other people are showing up for me in the way that I might want like there were those moments of like I'm not going to repeat it again, but like, you know, those, those discomfort moments were really a lot of like the learning moments for me that were really good. Um, But yeah, I'm just, I feel so blessed that we started this podcast too, because like, while it's like, it's a weird blend between like a work thing and like a fun thing in, in that, like it takes work to do it, but like, it's, it really was an outlet. Like I'm, you know, as much as podcasts are for listening, I think we've gained a lot from like, talking we've had to introspect a lot for episode content and we also like I think been forced to be present in a way that like and to be reflective in a way that I don't know if we would have either and I think in 2020 like all of the reflection we can get is valuable so I feel like that was a really beautiful thing but yeah this year is we've learned a lot we learned a lot man like (laughs) it's been a year we just went through the Ooh, <laughs> I think one of the most important things that we are going to take into 2021 is like being more patient with ourselves, but also just like leaning into like what brings us joy and what brings us mm-hmm. happiness. And like on the topic of the podcast, I'm really, really happy that like that's the thing that we end all of our episodes with because as much yeah. as, like, sometimes we like struggle to be like, <laughs> mm, what is bringing me joy right now? It's been a rough week. Also, like, leaning into those moments and, like, finding those positives, I yep. think it's important. And, like, it really is. Oh, it's so like, I'm like, girl, really cry. Okay. <laughs> but on that topic, we're going to wrap this up and just talk about what's bringing us joy right now. Yes. So, you want to start? 
Sure, I can start. Definitely Sylvie's Love, the new movie on Amazon Prime has been bringing me so much joy. I've watched it like, I might watch it a third time today. Like, it's just so good. <laughs> and it's so cute. It's a love story with Tessa Thompson and Namdi, um, forgetting his last name, but Carrie Washington's beautiful husband. And literally, they just delivered. Like, it's just a beautiful love, Black love story in, like, the beautiful. 60s. It has, like, all of those iconic, you know, looks that we saw in, like, Breakfast at Tiffany's. But, like, it's Black. And it's just beautiful. Love it. 10 out of 10. That's bringing me a lot of joy. <laughs> How about you, girl? You're going to make me watch that today. I will watch that tonight. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> but I think I was going to talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is something that I just started watching. I really like sitcoms that just are easy watches. Mm-hmm. But I think, honestly, I'm looking outside right now and like being home is bringing me a lot of joy. Yes. As you mentioned it too, like this room that we're, I'm in is where we filmed our first like yeah i was like that bookshelf i've seen this book over there oh oops but it was one of them it was this approach that we were in um but yeah no being home has given me a lot of joy being around my family bringing around my dogs after we finish recording my dad's gonna make me go help him in his garden i'm like okay fine i love that i was like pretending to be like oh i don't want to but i'm kind of like wait i want to grow vegetables Yes. It'll what vegetables bad. is he growing? Sorry, oh, I have to know. I don't know a thing. I was. Bruh. He sends pic- he has pictures. I know there's tomatoes out there. I yes. know. Oh my god! I know tomatoes. You know I love these things. What do you care? I only know the stuff that I eat. So I know there's tomatoes and there's <laughs> That's all I got. Period. That's all you need. But yes, being home is bringing me joy, filling me with lots of love and the sun. Mm. no I gotta talk about the weather <laughs> yeah no we always are like but no that's real like and I know the winter's rough for you so I'm also glad you're getting this little break I could not have lived <laughs> the winter but yes but yeah, yay awesome. 2021 here we go should we do like a should we do like a declaration or like should we make a wish for 2021 or something like how do we start it off with a bang like what are our wishes for this year can we do that? Do you, I know this wasn't planned, but I feel like that would just be nice to, like, finish this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me think. Well, I think in terms of, like, what, like, a mantra for 2020? Yeah, like, something, anything. Like, anything you're hoping happens to you, to the world this year, like, anything. I think in terms of the world this year, I want to see a lot of positive change. I want to see growth. I want to see, in terms of, like, society, I want to see, like, it move in a way that like we know that all of the things that happened over this summer were not for nothing and i want yeah. to see positive changes just show up on like a big systemic level yeah. um so that's what i'm hoping to see in 2021 in terms of me and my personal life i'm just excited to grow more into myself i'm excited to yes. be myself first more and in terms of growing more into myself like i'm excited to like make new like like friends and like connections um, with people, like put myself out there more. Mm-hmm. That was my big thing that I was supposed to do in 2020, but you can't really. Me speak. too. <laughs> no, I had like a whole list of goals. I'm dead. It was like go out more, and then I'm like, oh, well. but <laughs> I think that's my biggest one. Just like doing, yes. finding more things that make me happy. Honestly, developing some hobbies, mm. just being more confident and sure of myself. Yes, these are all within your reach and more. I know this for sure. (laughs) What's your 2021 going to look like? I think, you know, we have similar wishes for the world. I just hope that, like, I think I I have, I see a lot of hope in 
the fact that like Gen Z and you know people who are coming of age now like really did determine this election in many ways and I hope that 2021 sort of is a continuation of like just the world being forced to respond not that it's Gen Z specific but I, I really do hope that Gen Z is like just getting closer as we get older like to sort of being in positions of power either directly or having the power in our own right to sway those in power. I just hope we see that like tenfold. So I think that's exciting. And I mean, that's kind of this year, but also just beyond, like we're all coming into age like every day. And I just think that's just gonna be a really exciting thing. Um, I think for myself, I have a similar hope. I think I need to, you know, there are many things, areas in which I wanna push myself a little bit more. Like I'm definitely comfortable in a lot of ways and in the things that I do. So definitely want to explore like whatever I can, you know, as we near our final year of college, like I want to try other things out about like what maybe will I want to do before I have to actually determine that, like what, what industries am I curious about? Like what people do I admire that can I can reach out to and like maybe connect with? So like, that's kind of my challenge for this year to myself. I also sort of on an individual level, like hoping to just get to know myself, like you said, even more, even more, like, we're learning every day. Like this year, I had a really fun time doing the gardening thing. So I'm hoping to do that again, since we're still probably going to be in COVID by the time it gets forward again. <laughs> but like continuing that, like, you know, giving myself, you know, I'm someone who plays piano, but like kind of fell off since I graduated, like just giving more time to those things that like I can do individually, don't need nobody else for, but that bring me like joy that really bring me happiness and that I like to do and that I owe myself to try. So I think those are the things. I don't know, that was general, but you know, we, we try new things, we learning new things. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I like that. No, I like that. I love that for us. I'm putting it out there that it's going to be a good year for us. I have we're gonna push through and we'll survive. <laughs> and it'll be great. I think 2021, I'm feeling a year of further self-discovery and just growth. Mm-hmm. Period. What a, what, what a way to wrap. <laughs> what a way to wrap. And yes, thank you all for listening today. And that's all we have. But Happy New Year again, y'all. Happy 2021. We hope this recap was helpful. And we just mm-hmm. yeah, we want the best for y'all in 2021. For real. Yeah, this was much needed. I hope you all were reminded again, like, yeah, some things that you might have forgot about happening. But that did happen to you and happened to us. <laughs> But in the meantime, while you wait for the next episode job next Friday, feel free to check in with us on social media, on Instagram at Black Girl Blueprint, and on Twitter at B Girl Blueprint, where you can send us literally anything. We're constantly trying to talk to y'all in there. So like, just DM us. What do you want to see? Like, what do you like? What do you not like? Just tell us all. We want to hear from you. So yeah, I mean, in the meantime, we'll see you there. And otherwise, we'll see you next Friday with our next episode. Period. And also, if you like this episode, let us know by subscribing or leaving a little rate or review. You know, mm-hmm. Low one, two, three, four, five stars. <laughs> and that's it. See you all next week. And bye. Bye.